Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. I'm more shocked that Major League Baseball wouldn't notify, forget about the public, they should have done that regardless, but the other teams at least internally send out some sort of an announcement saying, hey, listen, we're investigating this player for some serious charges. Or in the alternative, they hear that he's been signed. How do they not reach out to the team and say, hey, listen, you may want to know this. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. That is the voice of Amy Dash. We just had a chance to to talk to her, and, uh, and she's surprised that MLB uh, is following the letter of the law on this stuff and not informing teams. It's a public relations disaster, and Major League Baseball could prevent that with a a whisper. But uh, apparently, you know, we were told that's not the case, and that's just policy. Well, it is a PR disaster. I, I I guess, though, to be honest, I'm surprised that she was surprised because I do think that David Sampson made the point that as much as – it makes us recoil that these rights to privacy are important when you, you know, to prevent from the, the the frivolous investigations or allegations. And I think you have to account for those as well. You know, we don't presume that's the case here because of some other factors, but uh, they they are going to the players' union. Or they're going to be lobbying, be fighting to kind of have these rights protected and those names, uh, you know protected from getting out into the public discussion because they don't want things like this to happen. Yeah, but but I, I think there's a difference, as she pointed out, from releasing the victim's name uh, versus just saying, hey, there is a there is a an investigation. And, well, and if you look up the investigation, she's on she was on Instagram. It wasn't like this is just some, you know, she's been very public. Moment. Yes. She'd been very public. The Athletic printed her name with her permission. Yes. She wanted to come forward, and you wonder if somebody that willing to, you know, put herself in, inject herself into the public eye in this day and age, you do t- tend to take that into account when, when weighing the validity of these allegations. Molly, all I'm saying is that I, I totally get it. I understand that. Yeah. I wish Major League Baseball would have a database where teams would have access or the director of security who was being investigated that would make sense and prevent this kind of embarrassment from happening to the next team let's get to the phone lines 312-644-6767 we should let you know the score listener line is powered by betql bet smarter beat the books download that betql app today or visit betql.com 
The BetQL network is also available nationwide on the Odyssey mobile app and website, over 10,000 home and auto-connected devices, and BetQLnetwork.com. Marco is in North Riverside. Hey, Marco. Hey, guys. I'm a little surprised that there's not some sort of a policy questionnaire that teams can ask players that they want to sign that can alleviate the liability. You know, if, if they have a, a, a policy for this, uh, they can ask, hey, you know, if, if some domestic violence thing pops up within, you know, a, a reasonable amount of time. Are we going to find anything? No. Okay, good. Hey, you remember when we asked you about your personal life and you said you didn't have any problems like this? It could also work for social media policies that companies have as well. So when things pop up that you might have said, you know, 10 years ago or when you were in high school or things like that, that they can get in front of, but also can protect the money where you're like, hey, hey, we, we talked about this and you said you were, you know, you're, you're an upstanding citizen in, inside the, the walls of your home, but clearly you're not. And and kind of fix this problem before it becomes what the per, you know PR problem it is now. Thanks, Marco. Yeah, interesting. I, I just there's a lot there. I, I just think let's go on to the next caller, Molly, because I think when yeah. we talk about what the Sox should do next, it, it's with the understanding and we're accepting the fact that there may be things trying to prevent them, and they may be interpreting and parsing you know the, the language here. And we want them to be more swift and bold. Rick is on the north side. Hey, Rick. Hey, thank you for taking my call. Look, sure. I, I'm not a pro, I'm not a proponent at all of any sort of abuse, child abuse, spousal abuse, domestic abuse, whatever. But I think you know there's such a rush to condemn this guy without you know knowing all the facts. What happened to our justice system that allows for people to be considered innocent until proven guilty? This guy. You know, it may be accusations against him, and none of us want somebody to accuse us of doing something that we didn't do. So, I mean, yes, I, I, I if he did it, you know, I, I totally agree that he should be banned and suspended or whatever the punishment. But come on, let's give the guy a break. We're all assuming he's guilty, and he hasn't even been uh, through the legal system yet. Well, Rick. it's not a legal system. It's a baseball system, right? I mean, this is not about whether or not he's charged. I don't believe that uh, that there were ever any charges against Trevor Bauer, right? They just they went through an investigation and then suspended him. And, and we have a texter who checked in earlier and said the Dodgers waited until everything played out. The Dodgers had two years of this guy's contract at like 40-something million. They, they waited – until the, the suspension ended and then they got rid of him. They never brought him back onto their team. This guy's never been on the White Sox. This is a guy that they just signed and he has this hanging over his head. The degree of investment in Trevor Bauer by the Dodgers and Mike Clevenger by the White Sox is not comparable. It just isn't. The situations are primarily because of the nature of the allegations, maybe because they are also good friends, and Mike Clevenger's name came up in that investigation with Trevor Bauer. But I, but I don't think beyond that it, it, you can compare the investment level that the Dodgers had in Trevor Bauer and why they may have chosen to wait with the White Sox, which it's a relative pittance in comparison that they are only on the hook for $12 million. Easy to say that. And, Rick, I, I would just echo what Mully said. This is a clubhouse, not a courtroom. Baseball doesn't have – you know, the, the burden of proof necessarily that you're talking about when you walk into, you know, having to file a police report or, or file a lawsuit. So I think that's very, very different when you consider those parameters. Nobody's putting Mike Clevenger in jail. I just don't want him on the mound.
and you know it's interesting because obviously uh, the Cubs, uh, before winning the World Series, went out and got Aroldis Chapman, uh, who is back in the news, by the way. We'll get to that in a second. Um, Aroldis Chapman uh, was was signed. They they said they did their due diligence and they brought him in, and that he was, you know, he apparently was. It was early in the morning. He was half asleep when he was cautioned about different things. But uh, but the fact of the matter is that maybe maybe you're willing to stretch uh, if if you believe you're going to get your first World Series in 108 years. But maybe you don't actually want to be doing that. And there are people that still don't like the fact that uh, that it took making uh, that move in order to, to win the World Series. It's uncomfortable, and, but it's also certainly it's, – it's a parallel you have to draw because of what we went through with the Cubs. But, Molly, I mean, tell me this. It, it, all right, fine. But is this conversation different if Mike Clevenger was considered – the player that put the White Sox over the top in terms of a World Series conversation, it might be a little different. I, let, I, I don't want to be naive or a hypocrite in, in saying that it wouldn't be and you draw a hard and fast line. I'd like to think it wouldn't be, but also experience tells me it probably would be. And also, Chapman, whatever, whatever deal the Cubs made with the devil or whatever the case may be, that was also seven years ago. Yes. And the climate is much different today, yes. and hopefully things have improved to the point where some things are not tolerated to the degree that they once were. Um, Chapman, by the way, obviously in the offseason, signed with the Royals. And apparently, you know, he chose the Royals over uh, over uh, a couple other interesting suitors, including um, the Chargers, uh, Chargers, the uh, Padres. And um, and he did so because he believes he wants to be the starter, or the closer. He wants to be, you know, the the regular closer, with an eye toward maybe getting traded to a contender at the deadline. And so that was one of the reasons that he was interested in going to the Royals. At any rate, he is contemplating going to the World Baseball Classic. Did you see this? Obviously, yeah. he can't play for Cuba, so he would represent. Wait for it, Great Britain. No. What? Oh, what? is that bizarre? Bollocks. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's fair, fair enough. Let's get back to the full lines. Three, one, two, six, forty-four, sixty-seven, sixty-seven. How how awesome is that? I can't even imagine that with a team, let alone Heraldus oh. Chapman. It's part of their the the fifty players in their pool. Jim is on the road. Hey, Jim. Hey guys, great show. I listen all the time. Day one listener from 92. Here, look, can we forget baseball a second? This guy has got a problem. This is not normal actions. Are the White Sox obligated to help this guy? Some type of rehab, anger management, go away for 30 days, get some therapy, get some counseling. He's got a problem. This is not normal. And it's not, it's, it's, this is not a one-time thing. This stuff has probably been going on for quite a while in his life. And he really does need some help. Jerry Reinsdorf has been great at helping helping players and, and former employees, current employees that need help. You know, can he go out and get some help? Can he be a better person? And if he does that, then can he possibly be a part of your organization? But there's no way he can go to spring training. You can't have a black cloud floating over this team's head with a new manager and so on and so forth. But this kid needs some help. I think the White Sox, are they obligated? 
you know, he's under contract. He is an employee of theirs. Are they obligated to give this guy some help? Because he needs it. Thank great you, guys. Call. Great show. That's a great phone call. I really appreciate that, Tim. You know, it's a human approach to the problem that they inherited by signing him, Molly. I think this. I don't know that the Sox are under that obligation, but I do think that it would be in everybody's best interest if they were to make sure in cutting him, in releasing him, that Major League Baseball has all of the all of the support that is necessary for somebody who might be as troubled as Mike Clevenger appears. He's been in the majors for a long time. He's a 32-year-old professional. He should be in a position where, based on his experience, where MLB has uh, the kind of support and lends that kind of support that that uh, Jim is, is suggesting the White Sox should. I don't think it's only on the White Sox because they made a mistake in signing him. Yeah, I agree with you, David. I think that it is um, the MLB, whomever, whether it's whether it's the MLB or the MLBPA, yes, someone should help the guy. The, this clearly is aberrant behavior. Uh, and, and, you know, I know a lot of people want to wait and see uh, how it plays out. Apparently, the, the girlfriend was in contact with his wife, and there is uh, – there is kind of uh, emails back and forth between the two of them, and she said in the story that it's that it's uh, not just her that he is uh, he has done this with uh, both his wife and with her and with uh, all three of his children. So I, I mean, yeah, the guy needs some help. Um, the the I mean the White Sox. It, it's a, it'd be a nice gesture to try to help the guy, you know. I mean I I, I think. Uh, just come out and say, listen, we're not giving you the twelve million, but we'll get you, you know, a, a couple months of uh, treatment. How's that? I, 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 I'm joking, but I think that, the, as you said, they've inherited this problem. The, the, the reality is, they went out, they picked this guy, they signed him. That puts the stamp of approval on him from the organization. So yeah, they are obligated to help him. Even if he had nothing to do with them, even if he's never pitched or never faces a batter, yeah, they did. They signed him. They brought him in. They said, yeah, you're our guy. And uh, and whether or not it was a one-year deal or whether he was going to spend a couple years, it's it's kind of a train wreck. I, I'm not a lawyer. You know that. But contracts are, are, are conditional. And if he didn't meet the conditions of the contract when he signed it, knowing what he knew about the investigation into these allegations, then if that breach of contract doesn't really necessarily obligate the White Sox to anything except for doing what's best for the organization, which would be to part company with this guy. That's the way I would look at it because, yeah, there, there's a, it depends on your interpretation of, of responsibility, of professional right. responsibility or personal responsibility. I wouldn't criticize them for providing support for somebody as troubled as he appears, I think, but I don't know that I would necessarily put pressure on them to do that either. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I think it'd be a nice gesture. I think the guy does need help if, uh, if half of this is true. Let's try Tony. Tony's in Lake Forest. Hey, Tony. Hey, guys. Um, we're talking about, like, technically right now, the court of public opinion is against Clevenger. If he were to elude, like evade the legal system and ultimately be found guilty, and the White Sox have like released him, not paid him, or anything like that, 
he could technically come back and sue them not only for his contract money, but for damages as well. And I think that's why ultimately the White Sox are kind of letting it play out a little bit. Like, you know what I mean? Like they're, they're not acting too swiftly on this, like in order to like garner favor. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. They're, they're concerned about their financial commitment. That's, that's what they're not looking to, you know, they're not looking to satisfy the the bloodlust of the crowd. They're, Worried about their money and saving their money. And that's where we are today on January 26th. We're talking about what the White Sox should do now. I think everybody understands that if they slow play this and they want to wait until, as David Sampson pointed out, April when players start to get paid or by then maybe the MLB investigation will be complete and he'll be on administrative leave and they'll be off the hook. But what you're reacting to, Mully, earlier, and I think we both agree with, we'd like to say – Hey, Jerry Reinsdorf's going to not wait for that. He's going to do what is in the best interest of everybody and do what David Sampson urged him to do. What surprise he hasn't done yet, and that is to sever ties with Mike Clevenger and do it even though the, it might cost him $12 million. Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, I, I, I agree with that 100%, David. I, I'm, I'm done with it, and I don't want to see it. Jake is listening on the Odyssey app. Hey, Jake. Hey, how you doing, guys? Good. Okay. And my question is, you know, why did they even go get this guy in the first place? He's terrible. He's not even good anymore. Um, and, you know, it's funny. Uh, it blew the postseason game. You know, you want that juju coming in. Um, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. They probably should just get rid of him, you know, eat it, uh, move on. The park's not even that fun to go to anymore. Organization's a joke. Thanks. Oh, man. <laughs> We've tapped into that fan base. Fell apart. Everybody's uh, awful. And, and, and you know what, Molly? I, I, I'm not I, – I respect where he's coming from. You can relate to where he's coming from. Yeah. And it's such a shame because, I mean, it really is. This offseason was supposed to be about the period where you, you changed direction, you changed approaches, you changed attitudes, you hired a communicative manager. And now, now I don't know what to expect. <laughs> I, I love that call because I, I I completely identify with the way he feels. You just because that was you. It's just oh yeah, I think I said something like that even before they signed this guy. Um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, you you, it's been very difficult. the The whole decision with Tony Larusa and then finding out about the DUI and then going forward anyway and then. The lack of energy, the lack of uh, of any kind. I mean, just watching the thing kind of fall apart and all the similar. In- it's just been it's been really, you know, I think a lot of people believed in what they were doing. And a lot of people saw this is going to be great and we're going to have this fantastic time. And now it's just kind of, yeah, I mean, it, you're almost at, at a point where you're just kind of like, you know, how how. Why won't they address various positions year in and year out? Why will they always be flawed before they even start? Why is the you've just lost a lot of luster and a lot of belief over the course of the last year? It, it was just painful and to to like watch a team that is the least uh, inspired, to watch a team that is the most underachieving it's just hard to do 
and it's hard to you know you you hear the the rhetoric and all that they're gonna do and then you see what happens and it's just it's a letdown it's a letdown they just seem a step behind but this is a different deal a lap behind yeah and and, this this is is, a different deal molly but it's reflective of the kind of things that doesn't surprise you about the white Sox because they always seem to be a step behind here and had you gotten in front of this and had you done your due diligence diligently then i think you might have had uh, a better sense of this or been more prepared for something like this that's maybe easy to say and until we find out more it's, it's just a, an honest reaction and the last thing before we break you did go into this offseason and a very with a lot of reason for for positivity and optimism because of the manager you hired i've been impressed with pedro grafol yeah. i would love to know what he's thinking right now he's got three daughters they were yeah. there on the day he was introduced yeah. i gotta wonder what he thinks about what they should do what the right thing to do and how you balance that with whatever financial obligation you may have i want to know what's in his heart and how he would communicate that because this is a very unsettling situation that just the more we talk about it, the, the, the more difficult it becomes to talk about. I, I completely agree with that. And, and I think that, again, you know, is there an element, and, I, and I'm not saying there is, but I'm raising the question, is there an element of sort of this organizational arrogance that we see repeatedly from the White Sox that makes them believe that, it, of, you know, they don't need to investigate someone because, of course, someone would want to be with them? It has nothing to do with someone just wanting to get a contract. It has to do with someone wanting to be with them because they're such a di- desirable position and in such a place that people are dying to get to. I, I, I wonder if that impeded some of the basic investigation that is needed when you're signing a player. Got to wonder. Everything's fair game right now until we hear from them, and we hope that we will at some point. Whatever they can say, I think they – you talk about an obligation – I think the longer this goes on, I feel I wonder if there's an obligation for them to address this in some way. 312-644-6767. It's Mully and Hodge, Chicago Sports Radio 6-7 to the score. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 670 the score. Yes, indeed. Uh we are gearing up for the uh the championship uh Sunday, Championship Sunday, it's here. Westwood One brings you the AFC and the NFC Championship games live no matter where you are. And you can listen to the 49ers against the Eagles and the Bengals against the Chiefs right here on 670 The Score, free on the Odyssey app. Coverage starts at 1 o'clock on Sunday. So you can get up, go to church, get it done, and uh, and make sure you download the Odyssey app today. Go get pray for pray your hard. team. That's right. Pray. Yeah. Don't you feel better when you actually turn up at church? It just oh, absolutely. I don't know. Yeah, it's a, it's helps a very my good feeling. guilt. Yeah. Yeah. Also tonight, you got the Bulls and the Hornets back in action. Balls. They need to do something. Balls on this Bears anniversary day. Happy anniversary, Bears fans! You need the Bulls to come through. And maybe, uh, you know, blow out the Hornets because they need to get back on track. Need a big game from Zach Levine. Need some consistency that has escaped them of late. Uh, Even though it was just one loss after they had won a couple in a row. That was a bad loss the other night. They need to get right tonight. Yes. And uh, it is important for them to win these games because they are playing teams they should be better than. And for whatever reason, they have struggled nonetheless. 
we've been talking about the uh, about the White Sox situation with uh, with Clevenger and and where you're at with that. We have a another caller, John. John is on the road. The number is three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. Hey, John, how are you? I'm doing well. Hey, since um, we've already presumed Clevenger uh, guilty on the score, wouldn't it make sense to hold out on until April not to pay him? Therefore, he wouldn't get the money? Yeah, we talked about that a little bit. I, I don't know that we have presumed him guilty. I just think it's uh, troubling allegations uh, brought against him, and we don't we don't really want anything to so, do with him. So the word guilt is, is a legal term, and I, I think that, yeah, if you want to say that, fine. We're, are we piling on? Are we making presumptions that, that you wouldn't make on a jury necessarily? This isn't a, a court of law. This is a baseball team. It, it's sports. And you, the burden of proof is much different. So when you look at, do you want this guy part of your organization? Nothing may come in, of this in, in the way of legal charges against Mike Clevenger. But if you are a Sox fan, if you are a Sox employee, if you're a Sox executive, do you really want knowing what you know now, do you really want, number one, for that guy to represent your organization? And secondly, there is a PR element to this that you have to wonder if it's, if the, if it's a worthwhile investment anymore, Molly. So it might be a sunk cost, and it's money well spent just to move on and sever ties. Yeah, I, I, uh, I agree with you, David. And, uh, you know, if, if, if people think that we're trying to be judge and jury and, and all that, I mean, I – I got to tell you, the whole thing is annoying. It's horrible. It's dark. It's nothing I want in my life. And the idea of, uh, of, of the White Sox somehow finding their way into this mess does literally nothing for me. So I'm, I'm, not, uh, I'm, not, I'm not on board if you want to let's just see if maybe you can get something out of the guy or whatever your point was. Saving the money. Saving the money waiting till April. Yeah, yeah I'm not care. on board with that. I want to cheer you up, Molly, so I want to ask you this. There was an announcement yesterday. I know that you are a big NASCAR guy. Oh, you know it. I know it. I asked so, the question. We didn't, it didn't make the cut. That's why I wanted to get to it before we got out of here today. The Thank NASCAR you, event in downtown Chicago, two-day extravaganza over the July 4th weekend next yep. summer. The announcement was made yesterday by the city in conjunction with a lot of people i could get out the release if you want but what's your level of interest in this curiosity i don't think excitement fits probably most people's uh, uh mood or reaction to it but what well, do you think yeah i'm really interested in why they wanted to ruin the fourth of july i mean aren't there <laughs> other weekends in the summer that there's nothing going on that maybe you could coax some people into to, to i i you know i'm not a nascar guy david i i uh I don't know that I'm, you know, an indie guy or a NASCAR guy. I'm not, you know, my people came here on a boat from another country. I don't think, uh, and that's my parents. I don't think they ever anticipated oh, trying wait. to outrace the excise man or whatever the hell <laughs> the history of NASCAR is. I just say it. So I didn't grow up as a gearhead. There's nothing wrong with that. I got uh -oh. friends that love that sort of thing. I, it's just hard for me to want to, you know, uh, spoil the birth of our country by uh, going downtown and listening to extremely loud noise. Oh, when you talked about your parents coming over on a boat, I thought you were going to, to remind people how big of a regatta fan you are. So I just thought that <laughs> yeah, would maybe. No, 
No. Where you're, okay, no. wasn't Look, quite that happy a story. I grew up in Indiana, you know, where the every yes. Memorial Day weekend, uh, IndyCar and Indy 500 is a tradition. I watched the Indy 500 every year growing up and continue to be drawn to it. Never became a NASCAR guy. Not that interested. Don't really like it. I can't pretend to just because of my background as a Hoosier, a proud Hoosier. But, Mully, I have to say this. I mean, they buried the lead. They're having NASCAR in downtown Chicago. It's going to be uh, events of this or that. Miranda Lambert. Okay, That's, Miranda Lambert. I knew you would love that, yeah. Miranda's that, in concert. That makes She's back you go. in Chicago. Yes. There are three acts, right? It's Miranda Lambert. I'm sure there'll be more at it, but she's a headliner. The Chainsmokers. Yes, the Chainsmokers. Yeah, that, those are the guys, you know, what's that catchy song about the mattress, uh, whatever. And, uh, <laughs> and I believe the Black Crows. Yes, good. So See, those I are knew the you three didn't bands. miss that. I knew you no, were paying no. attention. No, I, I am paying attention. I, I, and I actually thought that the, that the uh, visual looked pretty cool of them kind of driving around Grant Park. But, David, you know, you come in in that direction. I'd like to think it's NASCAR every morning. <laughs> well, I can tell you from experience, <laughs> right around 445, 440-ish, yeah. depending on what time I'm coming in, yeah, exactly. it is like NASCAR every yeah. morning when you get around uh, Grant Park there. Lakeshore it's Drive so is funny. not where you want to be without being fully alert and awake at that hour because people are trying to qualify, shall we say. And, and let me tell you something. I got I, – I really – I got no problem with that if that, if that's what people are doing, um, you know, and and it's in the privacy of their own Lakeshore Drive. But keep the trucks off that thing, okay? Yes, right. Way right. too many trucks spotted on Lakeshore trucks. Drive well, over the last couple of weeks. Well, you just wait until July second. I mean, there could be a lot of trucks oh, yeah. Yeah. on Lakeshore Drive oh, yeah. in July. They'll be carrying those cars have... in. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, well, I, I, you know, I, someone told me they went to – was Joliet the NASCAR place? Did they have a NASCAR yeah. track there? Was, yeah, some, Scott Paddock, someone, our buddy. Yeah, someone told me it was fantastic, that oh. it was really a cool thing to well, go to. Okay, too, from a sports yeah. perspective, you're right. right. Joliet was a tremendous destination. Yes. But part of the destination being ideal was where it was located. You could get out of the city. You went to Joliet. You watched the race. Right. There was, right. There was partying. There was a lot of things that made that – worthwhile as an excursion for for the weekend you don't want to come into a congested grant park area the fourth of july weekend and muck up everybody's holiday that's yeah, just... that's the that's the problem i have with it i yeah. you know the other thing is like you know big political groups nascar dads and soccer moms like okay i get the soccer mom thing the nascar Careful. dad is like, no i'm just saying i i didn't know that was like a I, a, a group think I, I i didn't know that i did not either i'm going to have to look that one up yeah, uh, yeah. but it's going to be one of those weekends that the only thing that i'm looking forward to uh, to be honest is whether or not i can uh, know anybody who knows anybody who can score me some miranda tickets that's all wow well you'd know some people well, i know i might know some people yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm starting now. It's January 26th. So you're so you're going to complain about uh, the traffic and how the downtown is mucked up, and yet you're coming in for Miranda Lambert. That's I am referencing other people's complaints about the oh, traffic. I okay. acknowledge. I see you, okay. Molly. I acknowledge you. I just don't care because I'm going to the concert. I, I listen. I I don't think I'm going to the concert, um, <laughs> and that's okay. But there is part of me that would be interested. I I like I like. Chicago being portrayed in many different ways, and it would interest me. I do enjoy kind of um, 
seeing different things like that. I remember traveling one time and the Blues Brothers movie happened to be on and I hadn't been home in about a month. And it was it was heartwarming just to see different scenes of Chicago. So I will be very interested in just watching Chicago and how it's portrayed. And and, uh, I love seeing our town. It's a very romantic way to look at it. I guess I might be looking at it if it works and um, they're trying to find out maybe future usages of Soldier Field. Can you maybe convert that into, I don't know, a short track? What do you think? You think Soldier Field could be a future NASCAR destination? Maybe not. I don't no, know. Okay. It seems small. It, seems it does like, seem a little don't small. You need like two and a half miles. Of Dirt track, maybe. I don't know. I, I, yeah, I. You know, I got to tell you, David. I. I mean, part of my problem in life is I'm not sometimes keeping up on everything. So every once in a while, it'll be like bike the drive, and Mully will be trying to drive down the drive and ah uh, uh, trying to swerve around cars, uh, bicycles. You know, it. I run into trouble if I'm not paying attention. I got caught in a traffic jam. Uh, on the way to the Iron Man one time, I had been I had been working late. I went out too late, and I was coming home very late. And there's all these people, you know, honking and giving each other like the you know the fist bump because they're all they're all primed up to do the uh, the great Iron Man challenge. And I'm in traffic with this, thinking like, what a waste of a life well, I live, right? <laughs> How have I not gotten into this sort of thing? There's only one way to address that problem at the time, and that is to pull over, park your car, and join the crowd, and just run with them. Get there yeah. faster anyway. A lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of people would like to see me go jump in a lake, so there you go. It's <laughs> very possible. All right, we've got Dan and Lawrence joining us next. It's Molly and Haw at Chicago Sports Radio 6 7 of the score. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 